Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brutes, where we tell the stories behind your favorite beer. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me as always is Matt and Erica and our new friend, Gus. Yeah, our new friend, Gus. Hi, Gus. Who is only our friend this week, and next week we'll hate him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Aw, that's <laughs> terrible. We will not. Um, but we're hey, gonna... everybody. Uh, yeah, I'll be your friend's beyond this week, so it's all good over here. Awesome. <laughs> good, good. We're going to tell more about Gus in a little bit, but... Ryan, you kind of sounded depressed in that intro. No, man. Are you like dismayed because you don't have a Halloween costume picked out? Uh, I, I'm going to wear nothing naked nothing. in naked. the street. Yep. Naked and afraid, Ryan. Erica, what Sounds are you going to be? Um, just going to be me. Just you? Yeah. That's scary. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> me and my laugh. Yeah. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Uh, I'm going to be Gek from Therapy Gecko. And if those out there know, if you know, you know. But uh, I got a gecko costume painted my face green, and I'm going to be drunk and give people advice. That's yeah. great. It's therapy gecko? Therapy gecko. Yeah. Not at gecko Lyle. like gecko? No, no. At Lyle forever. Not friends with him. Have no affiliation with this podcast or his podcast, but check it out. I enjoy it, <laughs> and uh, it's worth a laugh. It's it's pretty relaxing. They play some weird jazz behind him giving unsolicited Is he advice. dressed up every time? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a lot of work. That's I mean, it's. A, I mean, he just it puts is. a gecko costume on and paints his face green. Yeah, that's a we, lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, we do more work with our podcast. You know, coordinating guests, going to said guests, drinking said beer. He just sits there on a couch and wears a gecko costume. I'm not minimizing. I was saying, it sounds pretty chill. Yeah, I'm not minimizing it, but like, I would prefer to do that sometimes. <laughs> All right. Good. I was imagining him going to like fast food restaurants and stuff and just giving out hugs and just oh. well, giving people advice. I like that idea too. Let's not limit Gex just yet. Maybe that's the next endeavor for him, but I don't speak for him. True. And uh, But I do speak for the Brewers podcast and we do have an awesome guest this week or maybe an epic guest. What? Ooh. Uh, we have Gus from Epic Brewing. What's up, Gus? Hey, you guys. Um not much. I mean, hanging out, enjoying the change of weather. Yeah. And uh, it was yeah, kind of just happy to be here. Thanks, you guys, for mm-hmm. having me. No problem. It was kind of rude of us. We didn't ask you what you're going to be for Halloween. So what what are you going to be for Halloween? Um, I'm thinking uh, my girlfriend and I will go as Disney characters. Okay. So we're, we kind of have a few movies in mind, but we're probably leaning towards Hercules. No, is oh, that is, are you like Greek? Is that why? Like you want it to be? Are you like a Greek god? <laughs> No, she just likes Hercules, oh, and then we always like to put a fun spin and do like a cross dress. So rather than me be Hercules oh, and her being fun. Meg, we'd switch it up just why not for laughs? Oh, yeah, why not? That's I a like good it. idea. We should I should cross dress with Ryan and be Ryan, but not cross dress. I'll just be Ryan. <laughs> wow, wow, nice. I like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to have awesome episodes like this and awesome intros like this, how can our <laughs> listeners help us out and do that, Ryan? Go to www.patreon.com forward slash Brewroots Podcast. That's right. And if you want to see exclusive content of my behind-the-scenes get costume, sign up for our Patreon as well. I'm going to post a picture there. <laughs> I love it. I, you know... For a dollar, you no can balls. see... For a dollar, you're not, you're not you can see it. me in a costume. <laughs> um, yeah, so we start all of our episodes by asking our guests... Um, their first memory of beer in their role at the brewery. So, Gus, take it away. Ooh, uh, my first memory of beer here at uh, Epic Brewing. Let's see. Um, I started it about halfway through the year last year. Um, so it's about May. Um, and we must spend brewing Los Locos, and that's our Mexican-style lager, right around Cinco de Mayo. 
Um, so I probably had some of that fresh off the line and Ooh, it was crispy. It was delicious. Hit the spot on like a hot day. Yeah. So that, that was your first memory of beer or what was your first memory ever of beer? Ever? I mean, I guess it depends on if my mom's listening or not. She is. Yep. We, we, and that's she okay. Is. She is. Okay. Yeah. She, she did the same you, stuff you did. Yeah. Don't worry. She did. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, it was me and a couple buddies. We got a, a case of Coors Light and we just hung out. Solid. Just did normal hanging out stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Sipping on some Coors. Yeah. Why, uh, why, why cores and, and not the other, you know, domestic stuff? Yeah, why cores? Yeah, That's a good I'm, question. No, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, we always ask people, like, why was it Schlitz or why was it Coors? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking on it, um, growing up here in Utah, we've got the Rocky Mountains. Coors is probably the closest macro brew yeah. um, in terms of just, like, yeah, regional. Um, so, yeah, there's that draw to it. I forget what their slogan is, like born in the Rockies. Or uh, it's cold as the Rockies. So, yeah, it's cold as the home. Rockies. We know. <laughs> right. What yeah. beer do you want? The coldest one. <laughs> yeah, that's the coldest one. So, yeah, you'd Where the mountains turn blue on the can and you know yes. it's. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Classy. Yeah. Uh, so, you didn't, your role at the brewery? I am in marketing. You're in so, marketing. I started out um, doing like social media and stuff, and it's just kind of grown into a bigger role yeah. since then. Awesome. Um, did you go for, to school for marketing? Um, I'm guessing like drinking, you know, those cores bullets weren't like a formative <laughs> time for you. And you're like, I need to get into beer. So what did you do before getting into beer? Yeah, um, I went to school for psychology. So pretty closely pretty related. Yep. Um, all, yeah, a lot of things are applicable. Um, but no, I started in by re- by working in research in psychology. So I worked on um, distracted driving and autonomous vehicles. Um, but back when COVID hit, all human subjects research got its head chopped off. So <laughs> I ended up looking around for a job and psychology and marketing are pretty closely related. So I was hired on at Epic. That's cool. Nice. So like distracted driving, meaning like texting and driving? Um, yeah, you, we you rolled your eyes, you rolled your own drive. You were like, why does every jerk say this? Come on, give me the real reason. What is autonomous and distracted driving? <laughs> I wasn't rolling my eyes. I was thinking. Looking okay. Up, but okay. Yeah, I kind of like glanced <laughs> yeah. quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. So the lab did some texting and driving. Actually, a few years ago, they did um, drinking and driving studies. But while I was there, we were working on um, autonomous vehicles. So Self-driving vehicles. we'd basically yeah. hook someone up to an EEG and send them on a drive in like a Tesla or a Cadillac, Hi. a Volvo. <laughs> and um, we just monitor their brainwaves while they're driving. Whoa. All right. We're going to do another podcast on that one down the road because I'm Stay very tuned. curious about that. But um, what was a good fit for Epic with you? Um, it's interesting. You were pretty new to the industry. So what was your exposure to the industry before being in it? Yeah. Um, I mean, the the beer scene here in Utah has grown pretty rapidly um, over the past few years. When Epic started, I want to say there was somewhere on the order of four or five breweries total in the state. So by the time I hit college, there were new breweries popping up on every corner. And so it was something that I'd like to do on the weekends um, with some friends. We'd go brewery hopping, which was something nobody had really been able to enjoy in Salt Lake um, up until about the mid 15, like 2015 or so. Why is that? Is the beer scene just not 
growing or was there rules and regulations due to the state to restrict breweries from being there? That one. <laughs> yeah. I knew that. I was just <laughs> yeah. leading in, Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's um, there's a predominant faith over here. And oh, the Mormons. Pretty... Yeah. That's right. I'll <laughs> yeah. say it. Yeah. The Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the Mormons don't like alcohol, so um, legislature and um, uh, just government in general hasn't really been pro-alcohol in the past. Come on, Mitt Romney. Um, I know, right? All these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's not just him. No, I know, I know. <laughs> the only reason we can say that, he was our governor at one point, so it's like I feel like that's the only person in Utah I know. Other than you, Gus. Other than you, Gus. Other than you, Gus. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was out here back in uh, our Olympic heydays, which is actually kind of when things started to change. Yep. So back then, um, draft beer had to be 3.2% alcohol or lower. Wow, um, that's crazy. Um, and you couldn't sell cold, hot, heavy beer, so anything above that um, at your craft brewery. Wow. So there was a lot of light <laughs> beer, not a lot of choices which is actually kind of how Epic got a strong foothold in the communities because a lot changed and um, we were able to start selling heavy beer and like true to style beer to go cold. Yeah, so that was revolutionary. Yeah, I know. That seems to be your thing. I feel like I'm, I know you guys for like the Imperial Stouts and yeah. big, bold beers. Yeah, and I mean, you're still packaging things, not exclusively, but 22 ounce bombers. So getting those big bottles, I mean, I, I feel like that's like, it's pretty old school around old here. Old school, yeah. For us. <laughs> uh, so, going, did you go to school in in, uh, in Salt Lake City? I did. Yeah, I went to the University of Utah. It's only about five minutes away from Epic. Cool. Oh, perfect. Um, did you find yourself like going to Epic before you work there, or was like that one of the ones that you were like, I need to go to Epic? Or when you saw the job opportunity, you were like, Yep, that's my favorite brewery. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean. It was around for sure. I probably didn't drink it as much as other local breweries or um, as like macro breweries. Um, but yeah, I mean, my whole thought around craft beer and the culture in general is is pretty positive. So I think it, it's a really cool industry to work in. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the gravitating pull towards working for Epic. Yeah. So tell our listeners who aren't familiar with Epic, like what Epic is about. We kind of tease them with the bigger beers, but when did tell you guys story. start? Yeah, tell their story. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of getting into it a second ago. There were some law changes in Utah, and it allowed us to do that really revolutionary thing of selling cold beer <laughs> to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, which was groundbreaking for Utah. Um, and we kind of stuck to that badass mentality of, heavy beer that can get you drunk. We're not selling it for people to get drunk, but you know, in the eyes of the state, <laughs> like a heavy beer is dangerous. A sinning beer. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's strictly for sinning. Yeah, yeah. Um, in these big formats, the 22 ounce bombers. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of success with that. And since we were able to actually brew beer to style and um, in within Utah, we started winning quite a few awards so that, gave us a lot of traction in the early days. Um, and we expanded both our Utah operation as well as um, our operation into Colorado. So now we have two home bases. Our headquarters are still here in Salt Lake, but we do have um, a brew house and tap room over in the Rhino district in Colorado. Cool. Having the other um, brewery in Colorado, are there still some rules and regulations that you guys can't get around in Utah 
that you might want to brew in Colorado? Is that, or is that just basically like expansion? Yeah, uh, the primary reason for expanding into Colorado was escaping our draconian laws here in Utah, like the draft rule. Um, that that kind of hurts. So it's actually kind of funny. We had been in business for um, a few years. We opened in 08 and we we're in Colorado by 2013. And one of our founders, uh, Dave Cole, he's out there and um, just checking out the neighborhood. And every chance he got, he'd drink our beer on draft. And people would ask him, you know, you're here. Why are you drinking our beer or your own beer? Um, why aren't you trying what everybody else is uh, drinking and, and, and making? And his response was like he'd never had it on draft before. That's amazing. Because 99% of our profile is high ABV and we can't have it on draft or in grocery stores here in Utah. And that's still to this day? Yeah, still to this day. So in 2019, they raised that 3.2 limit and now it's 5%. Whoa. So it's still pretty light. Yep. Um, so pretty much everything in grocery stores are, is, is a session. Um, Gus, have you had their beer on draft? I have. I've been out to our Colorado location and I had, I made sure, I made it a point to have our big Bad Baptist on draft. That's awesome. I got to try it. Wow. So do a lot of breweries in Salt Lake and in greater Utah, right? Are they brewing just to brew beer for distribution and not the tap room and, you know, experience where, you know, you have 12 beers on tap and all of them are sessionable beers. You know, you're not having, you know, your 8% New England style IPA. You're not having your 7% West Coast IPA. You're certainly not having 11% Porter or Stout. So you're really offering the, the light lagers, your sessionable IPAs. Give me more yeah, ambers, yeah, you, know, right. you know, like uh, low ABV beers. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here in Utah, the scene is largely the, the, the on-site consumption. So most um, of the newer breweries that have popped up since we um, came to fruition have focused around those lighter styles and they primarily offer those right there at, uh, right there where it's made. Um, and they're not going into distribution. We're to a point where we are in distribution, but we're trying to keep things unique. So we have uh, a handful of beers that are only available in Utah and they're only brewed in Utah. Same with Colorado. Um, so the only place to get them is right there at the tap room. So what are your, your Utah only beers? I mean, they're all they all have to be sessionable, right? Um, right now we've only got five beers that are under five percent ABV. Wow. wow. Um, so the one actually we're we're just packaging it um, today. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine at this present <laughs> moment, right? This is in. The, it's all good. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're just packaging it today, Spiral Jetty, and. Um, that's definitely the fan favorite here in, in Utah. Um, and that's our an IPA. It's kind of a blend between a, an East Coast and a West Coast. And, cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Kind of people in Utah who think Epic think Spiral Jetty IPA. So that's kind of your flagship or the one that you guys are most known for? Um, it's tough to really pinpoint one flagship. I'd say Big Bad Baptist if I really had to pick. But um, – for right here locally, Spiral Jetty is definitely um, definitely a fan favorite. I just can't wrap my head around like only having five percent beers. Like that's my dream to have only five percent beers or lower ABV. But sounds like a great place. Sounds like a great place. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to board a jet immediately, and we're yes. going to come over there and drink all of your sessionable beer after this quick break. After this quick break, <laughs> take it away, sound guy Ryan. 
Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, cheese, and more. Not sure where to start? They have knowledgeable staff there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. Visit their website, beer-wine.com, and use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. And we're back. Erica loves it when I do and we're back, but... In this situation, it works. And we're back. And we're back. Gus, we cracked open the Big Bad Baptiste, the Imperial Stout. 10.5%. I rounded up to 11 because why not? I don't know. Um, Makes you sound cooler. Oh, I, guess. I, just, I just did it. 11%. I just crushed 11%, man. Um, talk about this beer. It is uh, Big Bad and Baptiste, if I would say so myself. Um, the Big Bad Baptist is our Imperial Stout, and it wasn't the first stout we brewed, but um, after we had been going for a little bit, we decided to throw some of our Imperial Stout into whiskey barrels, mm. um, and we barrel age it for six months to a year. really depends on what the cellarmen are feeling. Um, and then we reintroduce it to the fermenter and blend in those cacao nibs and uh, coffee beans. Um, we let that mix up for a little while, and then we put it into package. Um, bottles or kegs if they're going out of town um and then we just started doing cans actually in our salt lake i was City. gonna ask what yeah that's crazy what what size cans for the baptist we're only doing 12 ounce cans yeah. okay but, good um, we've got some <laughs> other brews that we're doing 16 ounces yeah nice. nice uh this is a really really easy drinkable yeah imperial stout i have to say yeah, I could I could have had the whole thing myself. You could have. I would have. Paid, I would have paid money <laughs> to see that, Eric. You I mean, it like, would have been crazy, but been, like I wouldn't have even known until the end. Yeah, I would. I, I can't <laughs> say that I would be sober if I drank the whole thing. No, and that's why that's yeah. why I asked. You so, know, like what size of a package, right? It was in because I know drinking like even a sixteen ounce of this, right? Dangerous, very dangerous. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> even a twelve. I bet you. Dangerous. Very dangerous, right? Like it, it sneaks up on you because of how smooth, lots of rich flavors, not boozy. Um, and that's something that I think this beer um, doesn't have. It doesn't have that booziness like a lot of yeah. Imperial Stouts do have. Right. There's no burn. So, Correct. All right. Here's my controversial opinion. You're wrong. Thank you. Um, so controversially, I would drink a 12-ounce four-pack of these. No problem. Uh, I'd probably have one and then revisit another night, another night, so on and so forth. 
Um, but I, I hate it when breweries brew 16 ounce formats of pastry stouts because it's like I really never want 16 ounces Just of marshmallow. Any high ABV beer. Pa- any be high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and if I wanted that, I want to barrel age it. I want to put it in my cellar and I want to have it on a special night. So I want it like this so I can share it. Exactly. I guess I mean, you could still share a 16 ounce can. Which I've done before, I've but done then it. it's but like then you have, then you have eight ounces. <laughs> but no, but then you have four of them. Yeah, true. They never just sell right. one sixteen ounce right. can. So yeah. I appreciate this a lot more. True. Thank you. Yeah, and I think that's why we stuck to it. It's that two person shareable format, which a lot of craft beer started with and has kind of been centered around. So yeah, for being here in Utah, it's fun to see these cans. It's nice, but. Yeah. Um, I, I do prefer the bottle, to be honest. I thought I would never say I prefer a bottle. Like, But here we are. Here we are. It's Pace- great for the style. I think I've definitely said that before. But yeah. a nice big beer, I do really enjoy a 22-ounce bomber. Seriously. Yeah, but I, I, I personally always share them. No, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. totally. I would not yeah. drink this by myself. Yep. You no, buy you a should. bottle. I- <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. And just like Matt said, you save it for that special occasion. Yeah. You know, you have a couple buddies over. Yeah. Uh, let's go. Do you, does Epic have like diehard fans that are you know uh, I have uh, 2008 ver- variant of this 2019 like you know like all the different variants so how does it change or do you keep the same recipe? Oh yeah, um, for so. for a while there I was checking Untapped just trying to trying to keep tabs without getting like too sucked into the wormhole or the rabbit hole that Untapped mm-hmm. is. Untapped, we'll we'll get there. Untapped. Don't worry. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I pretty regularly see people crack open bottles of Big Bad Baptist from 2015 and earlier. Um, and then we've got all these different variants that we release every year. Um, so it's fun seeing those all kind of come out of the woodworks right around this time of year when it starts to get colder and people are kind of going back to those heavier beers. Nice. Um, but, yeah, we do change the uh, flavor profile. We change the malt bill. From time to time, and the barrels are almost never the same. Right. Um, it's hard to get those barrels exactly the same. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Um, so let's talk about some of the other beers that you had. You mentioned the lower ABV, West Coast, East Coast kind of IPA. Uh, but what are some of the other ones you're known for in Salt Lake City and then Colorado? Yeah, we do a huge um, – we have a wide variety of beers. Um we mostly have a, a strong foothold on those higher ABV beers just to kind of go against the uh, the norm here in Utah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Spiral Jetty is a huge one. When, Spiral Jetty IPA, sorry, that's that kind of uh, a mix, leans a little bit towards the West Coast style. Um, and then when we moved, or sorry, when we added on to uh, Colorado, when we opened up that brewery there, we brewed an Escape to Colorado IPA which is more of a blend as well. And um, it's kind of a mix between, or or sorry, it's uh, leans a little bit heavier on the East coast side. So a bit hazier. Higher ABV as well, I would assume because escape to Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. They're both around. Oh, they're both around the same thing. 6.5 to seven. I I can't quite remember. (laughs) That's all right. Yeah. We've got over, I mean, we've got at least two dozen beers, different styles in stock here um, on state street. And we've got like, well over a hundred total. There's a lot fun, to fun. track of. Uh, in my research of Epic, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have a pretty strong seltzer game. Um, is that due to the <laughs> lower ABV laws or just demand in the area? Um, I, it's mostly due to demand. Um, 
your brewers didn't yeah, wake we, up and say like, damn, I just want to brew seltzers. <laughs> yeah, they had a huge craving. Yeah, I don't think, has no. any brewer ever said like, damn, I can't wait to brew seltzers? I don't think I don't, anyone said I don't think we've had a, a brewer say that. I think yeah. we've had them say, you know, I love it's, it's just like the haze pays kind of deal. Yeah. They were right? interested. I had, we had one brewer who was interested in like the flavors, like they liked the fruity flavors. So yeah. Fuck it. I River love Sticks seltzers. was really. Yeah. River Sticks. Yeah. That was into the, a but whole, it was like a cocktail thing. That was yeah. like a little different. Yeah, that was like high ABV. Yes. Right, it was a little know, different. A little different. Well, fuck it. I Anyways. love seltzer, so talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We kind of started uh, thinking about it in late 2018 and then brewing them in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and back then, there was a gap around like in the better for you category of seltzers. So those ones that um, kind of... Um, Low calorie? Low calorie. Most of them were pretty low cal, but um, they the ones that actually use real fruit, real ingredients. Oh, okay. oh gotcha. Um, and so that was kind of what we strive for. Since then, there's every other brewery and their dog has opened up a seltzer. And their dog. That yeah. does that. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we, we do real fruit in all of them. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the forte. And and those flavors do come out. Yeah, you, you you taste the difference when you're using fresh and real ingredients. Yeah, instead of extract, for correct. Sure. Totally. You know, and I think that goes across not just like the beer industry, but like food industry. Like when you go to a restaurant, you can tell instantly if it's fresh or if it's you know some froze previously frozen, like fish, like seafood. Exactly, exactly wow. like seafood. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> um. Did, yeah, what percentage of your your sales are, if you know off the top of your head, is seltzer versus beer at this point? I'm not sure, but definitely not the majority. Okay, I mean we're we're still hardcore brewery focused. Mm. Yes, Ryan, we should we should uh, we should chug them this weekend. Chug them? Why not? Man, why not? Why not? <laughs> we'll do it for the gram. Yeah. The we gram. do it all. Speaking of the gram, you're in marketing and social media. How important is that for a brewery that you know in Salt Lake City? Yeah, it's it's pretty huge. I mean, it's a free platform to reach all of our fans yeah. and um, their their friends who are also into craft beer or seltzer, even or just alcoholic beverages. So it's it's a pretty sweet venue for free advertising. So my question is, what's the best one? What's the most toxic one? And which one's up and coming for you? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, yeah, that is a great Damn. question. Um, I think Instagram's the best right now. I'd agree. You, you've got that Tips. combination of um, showing a, a really gorgeous picture of whether it's food or beer or whatever industry you want. Or and picture then of me. That, no, <laughs> a view dressed as a gecko. Gecko, I was about to say. Yes, gecko, Matt. Gec, therapy gecko. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the one I hate the most, I mean, we're, yeah, we were talking about it earlier Untapped, It's. Ooh, so you're. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I told you to come. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Untapped. We're going to talk about that, but I want to know what's the up and coming one. Cause I think I know what you're going to say, but. I think you want me to say TikTok. I do. (laughs) Do you not, do you not think it's up and coming? Um, I, I'm still in the camp that thinks it's a fad and it's going to okay. go away just like Vine. It's, is it illegal because of color? Is it illegal because of Utah? Is it banned in Utah? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think somebody's on TikTok, but nobody's saying like, there's no breweries in town saying, oh, follow us on TikTok, TikTok to see our next release. Yeah. Um, there's a couple, I, I will be honest, there's a couple that we do follow and I, and I have looked through like, 
like I, if we've interviewed a brewery and we're like, oh, we want to tag them because we do our announcement video sometimes. Yeah, we TikTok, always find them or try to. I'll tag the brewery and then I'll notice they have no followers. So they have the account. So like I just there's a couple breweries like does Epic have an account? I don't think we have an account you yet. Better, you I better do grab it before that we, yeah, I gotta grab the username. <laughs> no, but um, smart. So you think it's it's a fad, kind of like Vine? I mean, Vine was around for two years. People made money off of Vine. <laughs> a solid two years. Oof, yeah, people did make a lot of money off of Vine. So yeah, it's, yeah. But um, so what do you think the up and coming one is? I don't, I don't know if there is an up and coming one. To be <laughs> honest, I think we're pretty steadily here with instagram up top um facebook just beneath it and then i think twitter is a few steps behind just yeah. for craft beer mm, um it's yeah. great for other things so let's it's like voldemort i really don't want to say the name like i think as, as a podcast we should we should restrict from saying the name the app that the shall app that shall not be named yeah yes. guess <laughs> what i'm gonna say it, say it. untapped so, oh, gosh. so like why does untapped <laughs> suck in, in in gus's mind why does it suck because you can't win Nobody wins on Untapped. No one wins. I like that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you've got you've got people who a, a lot of great people use Untapped. Don't get me wrong, but um, it's just like a lack of of understanding the beer. You've got someone who says, "Man, this is the best out in the world. This changed my life. Um, everybody should drink this." Three and a half stars, and then the very next uh, review is, "Man, this was terrible." Um, I wouldn't feed this to my worst enemy. I I would have poured it down the drain, but my drain or it wasn't worthy of my drain. Just <laughs> oh my god, absolutely diss it, and then three point five stars. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, yeah. That that's just it's do, it's old for me. Do you, do you see the uh, reviews where they say, oh, "Man, I hate brown ales." One star. <laughs> One star. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, all right, thanks, thanks buddy. <laughs> Next. So, so Gus, you are social media marketing, right? If you worked at Untap a day, what would be the one thing that you'd want to change about the app then? Ooh. Huh. If I worked for Untap for the day. You honestly, can't say bankrupt them and shut. Cool stuff. You, no, come on. <laughs> what cool stuff are they doing? I, I mean, it's like an interactive community of, of people who in, can bond over something. And I've seen totally. it happen. People comment yeah. on each other's photos and they're like, oh, that's great. Let's meet up because they're all friends or whatever. At the base um, of it, they're all beer lovers, like for the most part, right? Yeah. So but at one point. But right. But <laughs> my biggest gripe with Untap, and I and I am not trying to put my, I am. You know what? Fuck it. I'm putting like, my you personal opinion. are. So is that it. Certain breweries are at a disadvantage, right? If they're not starting out at a at a four or a three and a half star, there it's an upward battle, right, for them. So breweries that have the marketing to have better social media, have that presence, and get their beer into the market, they're going to have a leg up over. So it's, they're at a disadvantage. So Untap's good for those mid to upper tier breweries, but for the people just starting out, in my opinion, like what benefit does it have other than they're not going to get as many check-ins, they're not going to get the attention, so on and so forth. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't looked at it from that um, that perspective before. Well, I, before I got here, we had a pretty good untap rating and a fuck ton of check-ins. Sorry, I, I don't know if I can <laughs> you swear. Can, you can, yeah. Yeah. you're we allowed. We swear in the entire episode, <laughs> but, it's all good. Um, so when you mentioned a fuck ton of check-ins, right, how many breweries, though, are in that area for... For Salt Lake City, um, in 
within probably a 10 mile radius. I want to say there's about 20 now. Wow. wow. That's, That's a decent Back amount. when we started, it was yeah. under, it was like five. You said five, right. Yeah. 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 Um, have you seen, you know, obviously within the last 18 months, COVID, right? Have many of those breweries expanded or have you seen the, the industry kind of shrink in the area? I, you know, nobody shut down. Um, That's we good. had two breweries open up it nice. right after COVID lockdown started. Um, and actually another one, just a couple blocks down there, they just announced plans to expand. So wow. yeah, it's mostly been growth. Thankfully. That's awesome. Yeah. I am curious how COVID changed the beer industry in Salt Lake city. But before we do that, a word from our sponsors, take it away. Sound guy, Ryan. Okay. 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 Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. So we touched upon COVID a little bit, but it's interesting. We saw in Massachusetts and in other states that we've interviewed um, that rules and regulations within a state kind of expanded because of all the COVID restrictions, right? So did you see that in in Utah at all? Were you guys able to do something that you weren't be able to do in 2019 because of COVID? In Utah? I, d- I didn't see any of that. <laughs> oh, um, Mormon still had a tight control. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's there's no beer to go from like uh, bars or anything. Um, whereas in Denver, actually, we saw quite a bit of that. We were able to start self-distributing, which was pretty cool. Nice. Um, and, and a step in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, and I believe they were able to do like cups to go where they put the little piece of tape over it. That doesn't yes. stop anybody. <laughs> but, but it's we don't convenient. have that here, I but I do know that. about that rule. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, un- unfortunately, not a lot in Utah, but thankfully, it, it doesn't seem like anybody was too negatively effective on the yeah. affected on the grand scheme of things. It definitely could have been worse. Good. Now, do you have like a Brewers Guild, Utah Brewers Guild that fights for legislation? We do. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah they <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about it. I know they do good work. Now, I mean, if you were, and to put yourself into those rules, what, I mean, like, what is some things that you'd want to see out of the state of Utah in the next five years to kind of improve that to be more like the surrounding states? I mean, tomorrow, I really want to see full strength alcohol allowed in grocery stores. Right. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, right now, we rely on state liquor stores for anything above that 5% mark. Oh, wow. So, um, although that got better recently, that would be awesome to see in the next five years. Is it going to happen? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> oh, you really don't? You don't think so? Not in the next five years, maybe 15 to 20. Oh, okay. uh, But actually part of that big push was from tech. 
there's a lot of big tech coming in and they're trying to recruit young people from out of town and they get introduced to the alcohol laws here and they say, no way. I'm moving to a different city. Not going to take that job. So it's well, just so interesting. So funny. I was going to bring that up. Dang. Now, is it still true that like bars and restaurants still have to go through the state liquor stores in order to get alcohol for the restaurant? Uh huh. It sure is. That's wow. crazy. Oh, look at you putting so, that nugget. That's a whole other step. Yeah. Boom. That's crazy. They can buy direct from a brewery or distillery, yeah. but usually it's, you know, 20 miles away, whereas the liquor store is only five or 10. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. And I, I could assume that economically that the state liquor stores take advantage of that. You know, there's not that um, huge margin that we see wholesale versus retail, right, over in New England. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the state definitely want to keep their keep their um, their liquor stores in check because they make a lot of money off of it, yeah. and it, it goes to good things. There's a 78 percent markup on beer or on alcohol. Yeah, which is nuts, right? That's but it's insane. going towards um, <laughs> it's going towards education. We don't have a lottery here, and that's what a lot of lotteries uh, go towards in okay. other states. Yeah, okay. that's a good point. Good point. And it funds other things. See, yeah. alcohol can be a good thing. Alcohol is a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess we talked about like the state enough, but what's next for Epic? Yeah. Um, I think strengthening our roots right here at home. Um, we've kind of got this perception about us that we jumped ship and went to Colorado and we don't care about Utah anymore. So I definitely want to, um, increase our, our visibility here around town and throughout the state. Gus, this is um, your chance. Yeah. You know what? Tomorrow. Tell the, tell the listeners, tell the listeners. Yeah. You care about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. Um, there's a reason we're here and where we're at, and it's because of the people, our, our neighbors. It's not because of people um, on the, the West Coast or on the East Coast. You guys are great. Thanks for drinking Yay. our beer. But we're not here because we've got a whole bunch of fans in Massachusetts. No, you're not. <laughs> our neighbors love us. Yeah. Um, so I got a random question. I've been wanting to ask this. So as a marketer, Take us through your day. Like, what, what do you do throughout your day? You're just taking photos all day. You're supposed to be on Instagram all day. What do, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, that changes up a lot. Um, it depends on what I'm slacking at at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hadn't gotten a lot of content recently. So this morning I spent some time getting content. So it was a lot of photos. Um, and then just trying to get copy ready. Um, Usually it takes me a couple efforts to make sure the copy is nice and correct. So I don't just try to bang out a whole bunch of posts or um, like press releases at once. I kind of, I work on them over time. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's scattered. It, yeah. No two days are alike. Yeah. You have like post plan sure. for like the entire week, the entire month kind of a thing. At one point, I was scheduled out two weeks, Ooh. and I tried to keep it that way, um, but that did not last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So marketers, right? I mean, I, we see a lot of influencers. We try to consider ourselves anti-influencers, but we get in that we get in that realm too, I guess, sometimes. But are influence important? Yeah. Um, before I was working for Epic, I believe we had a handful, maybe like ten, um, and I think there was a reason we stopped doing that. That was probably back in 2017 or 18. Um, since then, we've kind of tossed the idea around, but right now it's not any part of our, our marketing strategy at the moment. So any what, reasons behind yeah. that? Yeah, um, we did some 
cross comparisons on Google. So we use Google advertising and we looked at the potentials from, uh, I forget what influencer website it was, but they said we'd get this many views from their accounts if they were to repost us. Um, And it just wasn't worth it. We we get more bang for our buck out of Google advertising. Yeah. Now, at the same time, like it's it's more meaningful to see an influencer holding a beer can rather than some pop up on your your right. Facebook or whatever. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't cost effective in the end. Hmm. And I will say that around here, I think that there's more influencers that will post um, about a particular brewery without being paid from said brewery. Right, like they care about the brewery, mm. and yeah, like, I think they're unofficial, correct? Unofficial, unofficial influencers. Like we see a lot of those. People think we're not unofficial influencers. We're not correct, yes, because we really like their beer, and like all the other breweries that we talk about from a day to day basis. Um, I don't really hear a lot of uh, people just doing influencers like they're expecting something from the brewery yeah right around around this area Mm -hmm. like we really don't see that a lot yeah not anymore there's like a handful but i think the majority are hey let's just support you know new england especially with covid i think that was a big covid thing honestly it's just like we just need to support breweries we're not correct for anything yeah seriously yeah yeah um so i'm curious for like you mentioned you know making sure that utah is known like that you guys love them that you're not defecting and you're not going to colorado but like do you have any expand plans for expansion in utah um or any distribution beyond utah and colorado um now right now i don't think there's any plans to add any more distribution um and with the state of the world we're not trying to expand in-house right here in utah at the moment We've got a pretty small corner of State Street. There's not a lot of room for us to even add a patio. Oh, wow. Um, so we'd really have to choose wisely if we were to open up a tap room in another part of town. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, not at the moment. That would be great, though. I think yeah. that would be a lot of fun. So we always want our listeners to go out to these breweries that we interview far and away from us. And we want them to go with, like, a, a destination in mind, right? So, like, when I go out, I was just in Texas, right? And I wanted to know, like, where's the best place to get a burger? There's the best place to get, you know, that dive bar experience. And uh, I don't know. What should be the third one today? Chinese. Ooh, Chinese. Best <laughs> Chinese restaurant in Salt Lake City. Probably doesn't exist. <laughs> um, we do have pretty good Mexican food here. Okay. Do you mind if I, I switch that over yes. to I, uh, Mexican? You know, Definitely. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I love Mexican food, yeah. I can't say I've had Chinese in like the last two years. Yeah, you know, we're not, we're not exactly known. It's so funny. Like I have friends that live in Texas. I have friends that live in, in Florida and they're like, I cannot wait to get back to like your area, the East Coast to get like really good Chinese food. So it's like. Random. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great Mexican food. That, yeah. Oh. But we have not good Mexican food. I mean, we have good Mexican food, but not like it is. It's not great. Abroad. Amazing. There's like far and few between. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's like for Chinese food above the bar. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some street tacos that I like to go to. Mm -hmm. Taco carts. Um, But the one that I'll... what what do you guys say? Like, uh, what were you saying earlier? Like, a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Recommendations. Yeah, yeah, a recommendation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Words. <laughs> good eats. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm still waking up over here. Yeah. Uh, my shout out is uh, to Red Iguana. They've been around the block 
Um, they've been here for a few years. Nice. They, they make some really awesome food. Um, they've got great drinks. It's just a fun spot to go to. Cool. I recommend it to everybody who comes into town. Yeah. And then uh, best place to get a burger and best place to have that dive bar experience. Ooh, my favorite burger is from this place right by the University of Utah campus. It's um, it's called B and D Burgers. What is B and D? It's not for? super well known, um, but it's it's really good. Sorry, what was that? What does B and D stand for? Do you know? I have no idea. I'd like to think it, burgers and delights, but <laughs> that's what I was saying. Yeah. Burgers and delights. I love it. Let's go. With Honestly, that. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm almost sure the B is for burgers. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, <laughs> the whole vibe in there reminds me of Bob's Burgers. You oh, got cool. like the same yes. dude working behind the counter. Love it. Um, you can tell for like 40 years, and he's just enjoys whipping up burgers. And it's just uh, a little diner. You know that griddle is special. Like that griddle is yes. special. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that. That is some good food. Um, not just their burgers. Their shakes are really awesome, of course. Um, and Dive Bar, I'm always – I'm torn between either a place called Ex-Wives Joint that's really close to my apartment. Love it. <laughs> such a funny name. <laughs> Did I sell T-shirts there? Will you send me one? <laughs> I wish. I don't think they're doing anything other than turning on the lights. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty dive. Perfect. Do they still allow smoking in there too? <laughs> Honestly, it smells pretty rank in there. Yeah. Probably, probably. <laughs> not. It's not smoke. It's like sweat. But it, yeah. no, it's a great place. It's a fun spot. Um, and then the other one would be Johnny's on second. That's huh. another fun dive bar. Good cool. pool hall. Sweet. I have a question. All right. Okay. So if you are an Instagram and you're like, I want to take an amazing photo, like it's a ton of likes, right? <laughs> ton of hits. Clicks. Clicks. Whatever. Engagement. Engagement. That's the word. Great word. Okay. Words. What are your tips for that? Do you use a fancy camera? Are you cool to use your iPhone? How do you set it up? Yeah. um, I think it's tough to hit all three marks. Um, For me, it's, of course, taking a nice shot, something that's photogenic. Um, People like to look at things that are symmetrical. Usually Mm -hmm. that helps. Um, Or like play off of their senses if you're posting around lunchtime make sure there's some food in there yes. you know what that's uh, noted and I, keeping captions short and sweet um that tends to work better nobody wants to read a, a, a novel hmm. um you can include like all the detailed information but like make sure it's separate you know how people do like the little dot dot dot, 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 dot. instagram yes. mm-hmm. yep. cool um yeah yeah that tends to help and then a call to action Try yep. to get people to comment. Yeah. All right. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. We try all of that. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think that's <laughs> yeah, the right, game. I think never that's know. <laughs> I think that's the game. Well, yeah, that is. Yeah, unfortunately, it's predictably unpredictable. Yeah. Do you find that posts with pictures of people mm-hmm. are more effective than just the than beer? Just the beer. Yeah. I wish I had more posts of people <laughs> with like smiling faces because I do think just my, in my personal opinion, I do think it's more effective, but I haven't seen any numbers to back to that comment. up. Yeah, yeah. Get on but, that. Yeah. People like to look at <laughs> smiling faces for sure. Aww. So we want our listeners and people who maybe are curious about Epic Brewing in your area to go to Epic Brewing. So where are you physically located and where are you on the interwebs? Yeah, we are physically located in Salt Lake City. We're on 825 South State Street. Um, and we are, you can visit us at epicbrewing.com. 
social media. And yeah, our, our social handles are at Epic Brewing SLC. Oh, um, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. We have a at Epic Brewing DEN for Denver as Ooh. well. I like. I like it's that. the same handle across the board. Cool. Awesome. Well, Gus, thank you for doing this interview today. It's been real. And I hope thank you, you guys for having me. I yeah. hope you make it out to our area, and we hope we make it out to your area because I'd like to hang out with you. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know when you're in Salt Lake if you guys want to go skiing. I hear we have pretty good snow. <laughs> Oh, I would pay money. Some to powder. See, I would pay money to see Ryan ski. Ryan, if we go, will you ski for us? No, you could sled. My, my knees can can't do it. I've tried. Ryan, you could do it. No, we'll do it. They've got these bikes now. You can sit on. While you're oh, that's good. Yes. That's cheating. Oh, we could do it. I want to see it. <laughs> it looks so dangerous. I want to fall off. The bikes flying. Oh my god! It's a yard sale. Instantly. Everyone's injured. It's a bad yard sale. It's ugly. Gus, I might have to take you up on that because I do like skiing. So I'm going to hit you up. Yeah, hit me up. And we'll go to XYZ. You guys have my contact information. At least Erica does. I got your deets. And we'll go to XYZ after. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good day. Do you do pickleback shots? Um, I, I'm up for picklebacks. I'm not <laughs> sure if ex-wives has pickle juice though. We can bring our own. We'll yeah, we they probably don't own. mind. <laughs> Dive <flats>. bar. Found <laughs> it. <laughs> well, Gus, uh, everyone listening at this point, this is the amazing part of the interview. We do the outro right now. So we have an awesome episode lined up for you for all of November. We got some excellent breweries out there. So look for our next social media post and we will disclose every episode we are releasing this November. And if you are feeling frisky, risky, and intrigued, follow us on Patreon because there's going to be a picture of me as a gecko and on there. Ryan. And maybe and Ryan. his naked costume. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't OnlyFans. There's no knock <laughs> against OnlyFans. Extra but. sexy bathtub beer. That's right. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but Gus, thank you again. Make sure you make your way to Epic Brewing in Salt Lake City or in Denver, Colorado. And if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more of our back catalog, they are available at www.brewroots.com and on your Apple iTunes, on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Stitcher SoundCloud, et cetera, Etc. Etc. Everything. And, uh, just give us a share. Yeah. If you like the episode? Share it. And happy Halloween, y'all. We love you. And stay safe. And make sure not to eat open candy because you don't want people drugging you. Nope. Nope. Cheers. Cheers.